This is a Lip Media Podcast. Oh, hello chickens. It's the fabulous Adam Richard. I'm haunted. Here are my theories. Hey chickens, the fabulous Adam Richard here. Uh, oh, <laughs> I set up my headphones and they came right out of my ear. Yeah, don't ask me what kind of cables I've got going on here. I do have clothes on though. That's a, that's a bonus. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Um, I am on holiday, so I'm having trouble with the internet, so these things might be late. I may not be able to get onto your theories, um, but hey, I'm in Queenstown this week. Uh, so, this week we've watched The Haunting of the Villa Diodati. I don't know why I keep saying it like that. <laughs> like, I've got to be all posh. Like, I'm about to do a quadrille. Um, so, yeah, the first few minutes of the episode were... I know there's a lot of setting up there. The vase crashing on the wall. Also, you know, the lovely uh, writer had to explain all of the ins and outs of the bizarre uh, goings-on between these various couples or not couples or, you know, they were, you know, Byron was scandalous. Uh, He did many, many horrendous things to some... Very infatuated women. Um, Shelley was uh, was a bad dude. Uh, you know what's weird is there's this moment. I don't know if you've read the Invisibles comic by Grant Morrison. It's one of these amazing, amazing, really deep layered works, and I've never made it past the moment with Shelley and Byron uh, floating down the river. I know it feels weird, doesn't it? Like I love it. <laughs> but then every time I get up to that bit, I'm, something weird goes on in my head and I start to freak out. Um, also, because there's a mention of, they talk about William Blake's mind-forged manacles, which is from his poem, London, which I had to do in like year 11. Uh, 
And I don't know if it's just a personal mental health issue, but I start to go a little bit funny whenever that poem comes up. It's just, it reminds me of, you know, that kind of torturous teenage, um, you know, when you're writing bad poetry. Uh, <laughs> everyone goes through that. Do that. Does everyone go through that? I get some people just play football and are fine. Um, or, you know, just just know what they want to do with their lives. No, no, poor tortured artist me had to write bad poetry for a number of years before deciding that um, my time would be better spent, you know, entertaining people other than uh, the people at the back of the room. Anyway, uh, so I'm going to try and make my way through the uh, Invisibles again while I'm on holiday because this episode and that moment where the Doctor shows Shelley his death his impending death, and uh, it just made me go, oh, maybe I want to read that again. Anyway, I don't know how we got onto this bizarre tangent. Uh, what I am going to do is cycle back to some of your theories from last week that I couldn't get onto on Friday. Um, for instance, Juanita, who has been sending me theories from the moment she's about to nod off, uh, and this is obviously when she's at her most creative. <laughs> So she, her theory is about the timeless child. She says, what if it is all of the Doctor's previous companions? What? I mean, the episode is called The Timeless Children. That's coming up in two weeks' time. Um, they could be classed as timeless now and the Doctor does treat them like kids. Yes, the very original timeless child is Susan. Oh, Juanita. Susan? Calm down. Um, the lie could be that she was his granddaughter. She could have been the reason the Doctor left Gallifrey in the first place. The Ruth Doctor found out she was a timeless child but wasn't Gallifreyan. And that's why the Ruth Doctor had her memory wiped and was forced into a new regeneration cycle. But they made Susan say she was his granddaughter and he took their word for it. Therefore, she could possibly be the very first timeless child. And his companions are the timeless children. Oh... The lie is that Rassilon used another race or planet or something like that to create the Time Vortex and the Ruth Doctor found out. The lie is Rassilon. I hope that makes sense. Half asleep. Just had to send it as soon as I thought of it. Cheers, Juanita. Um, and then a little bit later on she sends, I'm meant to be sleeping but I just had this wild thought. What if Ruth Doctor is Rassilon and trying to hide from the rest of her people because of what she did? Juanita, you're hurting my brain. Um... <laughs> It is a great theory. I do love it. But I feel like it's, there's... Given that we've now got Cybermen, uh, I don't know that we are going to be cycling back to that. But, you know, look, I, I love it and it's exciting and I'm, I'm on board. Um, but yes, everyone wants it to be Susan. Like, this has been going on since Series 10. Because in the 10th series of Doctor Who... Uh, the Peter Capaldi Doctor had on his desk when he was he became a teacher um, at a university and started teaching Bill and then dragging her around the universe and she fell in love with the puddle. Um, but the Doctor had on his desk a picture of Susan, who is his granddaughter from the very first uh, episode, The Unearthly Child. She is the unearthly child in, in mentioned in the title. Um, so... Everyone wants to cycle back to Susan. I mean, look, Carol Ann Ford, who played Susan, is still alive. She's still with us uh, and is still recording Big Finish episodes. Uh, 
she technically could come back, I guess, or she could be a regeneration. But everyone seems to want desperately to fold Susan into continuity again. And bless, I, I do love it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's a, that's a lot of, I mean... Look, personally, I I get annoyed when Rassilon comes up. I don't know why. Like, I kind of liked him as a weird mentiony thing from you know when Robert Holmes was writing Gallifrey. It was just like, oh yeah, whatever. Uh, but you know, because it's become he's become a character almost. Like you know, the the Doctor went up against him in uh, a, a couple of episodes, the Peter Capaldi episodes. Like it. And the, oh, Timothy Dalton was playing Rassilon at one point. Uh, I just feel like it. the more we see Rassilon, the less impressive he is. Uh, and that's with anyone. That's with any character who is huge and gigantic and terrifying and is only spoken of in hushed tones. And, oh, my God, it's the... Oh, it's that... It's that terrifying person that was in charge of everything. It's like the Time Lords themselves. The more they come into the show, the less... Uh, I care about them. <laughs> and I know that feels weird because it's like, well, you know, our identifying thing on Earth is Earth and humans. And the more the show pivots towards being a show about uh, Gallifreyans and Time Lordians and everyone hanging around, the, the more I disconnect. Uh, and I totally understand why Russell T. Davis set so many episodes on Earth with an Earth family. And why Chris Jibnall keeps popping back and, like, having Yaz go back and hang out with her sister and, you know, having her personal moments because they're the ones that that kind of pull at you uh, emotionally. And you can have these big moments of, like, oh, my God, look at this shocking thing, this moment of continuity from 42 years past. <laughs> and we're going to bring it all back. But... Unless it has emotional resonance, is it just paying service to you know what fans want to see? Is it is it actually good drama? Is it is it is it an engaging episode? I don't know. Anyway, Charles on Facebook has a question. Um, this came up last week when uh, we saw the many glamorous hats of Doctor Who. <laughs> that moment where they're all standing at the door and they scream before the episode starts. Um, uh, I always wonder, says Charles, how the TARDIS crew decide when to play dress-ups or when to just wear their regular clothes when visiting another time period. It seems kind of random. Maybe it depends on the wardrobe budget. I think it depends entirely on the wardrobe budget. Um, I also think, and here is my theory, uh, the Doctor forgets to tell them. <laughs> like, she's got a thousand plus years of business going on upstairs in her little head there. Uh, a lot of memories to churn through, a lot of experiences and... You know, maybe sometimes she goes, oh, hey, you know what? This is uh, a time period where you need to be dressed like this. Here's the wardrobe. Let's all get dressed up. And other times she just opens the door and walks out and everyone goes, um, we are not dressed the same as everyone. And she's like, oh, yeah, don't worry about it. Uh, so, yeah, that's my theory. Uh, <laughs> very busy in the brain. <laughs> I don't have more theories for you tomorrow if I can find an internet. Hold up. What was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.